Ahead of a massive two-game showdown against the Winnipeg Jets this weekend, let's take a look back at the year that was, the things that weren't, and all of the in-between in our 2023 year in review today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the week. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we recap everything that happened over the span of 2023. We'll take a look at some of the ups of the last calendar year, of course, the downs, and we'll take a look at the key theme for this past year, emergence. We'll talk about all that here on today's episode of Locked on Wild. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and after uh, having a couple of days to uh, just get an opportunity to kind of refresh and relax, I'm glad to be back behind the microphone here. Uh, for uh, all of the wonderful Lockdown Wild listeners out there, because we get a big showdown coming up this weekend, and we'll give you a full preview as we get closer. But since we have the end of the year rapidly approaching, wanted to take the opportunity to kind of take a step back and look at all the things that happened uh, over the course of the uh, last calendar year for the Minnesota Wild. And so this will take part of last season into account, which is, I think, the perfect spot to start. Because if you look at what happened for the Minnesota Wild last year, they came in to 2023, and we're starting to kind of get their groove figured out. Now, they went into a bit of a lull in January and February, but really took off in the back half of the month of February and uh, into March and all the way through to the end of the regular season. And so some of the highs I think we have to start with from this past year was, if you'll remember, the fact that the Minnesota Wild actually held outright first place in the Central Division for uh, a day late into the season Last year, after they uh, beat the Colorado Avalanche four to two on March 29th, the Minnesota Wilds held first place in the Central outright at 44, 22, and nine. Now, obviously, some losses down the stretch two losses in a row to Vegas, a loss to Pittsburgh, and then losses to Winnipeg and to Nashville led to the Wilds uh, falling further in the standings, but it was a good indicator of I think just kind of the new formula 
that the Wild had found to win games in 2023. It wasn't the high-flying offense that we saw a couple of years ago. It was a team that had to rely on their defense and their goaltending, and especially down the stretch, they got some good goaltending uh, as we moved into the postseason. But unfortunately, some injuries that really hampered things for the Minnesota Wilds that we'll talk about here in a little bit. But just sticking with the theme of some of the highs and some of the emergences of the uh, last year. And let's go to two of the big ones for the Minnesota Wild in 2023. We'll start, of course, with Mr. March. That was Matt Boldy from last year when Kirill Kaprizov was injured. Uh, Matt Boldy ended up stepping up and then some to really put the team on his back. At a time that they desperately needed somebody to be able to step up. And this was right at the time that the Minnesota Wild had acquired Marcus Johansson back to just try to give a little bit of a jump to the offense uh, that was stagnant at points, just hadn't hit that gear that was needed to win games uh, down the stretch. And so in comes Marcus Johansson. Boldy all told 12 goals, five assists, 17 points, was also a plus 12 in the month of March, which included hat tricks against the Washington Capitals and a hat trick against the Seattle Kraken as well. So Boldy Mr. Hat Trick in the span of the uh, calendar month of March. He added three more goals in April. And so 15 goals down the stretch for Boldy, whose numbers were a little on the pedestrian side through the first part of the season. But as soon as Kirill Kaprizov was out of the lineup, Matt Boldy took over and uh, was the huge focal point for the team down the stretch. And so the back half of last season, huge emergence from Matt Boldy, which was, uh, I think, one of the high points for what we saw throughout the season. Now, he wasn't alone because another player who took a massive step forward throughout uh, the course of last season was, of course, Philip Gustafson. And Gustafson emerged as the top option for the Minnesota Wilds uh, down the stretch last season. He has rebounded into form so far here this year. But just look at his numbers over the uh, the most critical parts of the season um, in which the wild were, were trying to get themselves back on track. I mean, in a couple of different months alone in the uh, back half of 2023, in the month of February, he was five, one and two with a 1.62 goals against average and a nine forty six save percentage in March. He was four, one and two with a 1.80 goals against average and a 9.44 save percentage. Oh, and then, as we add to another highlight of the early part of the uh, year 2023, he outdueled Jake Ottinger in Game 1, an absolute classic in the postseason against the Dallas Stars, a uh, 3-2 double overtime win for the Minnesota Wild, a game in which Ottinger had 50 our uh, Gustafson, that is, had 51 saves on 53 shots in that game. And so for Gustafson, he was another big emergence for the Minnesota Wild 
in the front half of 2023, which was the back half of last season, Boldy and Gustafson really helping um, kind of pave the way for the Wild to get to the postseason. Now, one of the other things that was a favorite of mine, unfortunately, it didn't end up happening because he didn't play enough games to get there last season, but there was the pursuit of 50 goals for Kirill Kaprizov throughout points of uh, last season. He ended up with 40 goals last year before he was uh, injured and knocked out of the lineup by Logan Stanley. But it, it was fascinating to watch Kaprizov throughout last season, especially in the second half of the year before he got hurt, uh, really carry the load for the Minnesota Wilds up until the time of his injury. He had 10 goals in the month of February alone, including a hat-trick against Columbus, a two-goal performance against the Nashville Predators, and he had points in essentially every game of the month of February, which was a huge reason as to why the Wild were able to get themselves in position to make a push at the postseason was because of his carrying the torch. Now, obviously, he got hurt, and his uh, pursuit of 50 goals was stopped. But uh, uh, in the, into the month of March, even, it looked as though he had a chance. He had a legit chance at it, but uh, unfortunately just was not able to get enough games under his belt uh, to make that happen. So that was one of my favorite parts of the back half of last season, the early part of 2023. The emergence of Matt Boldy and Philip Gustafson, Kirill Kaprizov's pursuit of uh, forty of fifty goals. Those are some of the highlights from the front portion of this year. Obviously, there were some things that did not go the way that the Wild were hoping, and so we will continue our year in review by taking a look at some of the negative aspects of the last calendar year. That is coming up after this here on today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is also brought to you by Sleeper. Regardless of where your team is at in the standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked on NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether your favorite wild players like Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy, Marco Rossi, or Marcus Johansson will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in a given game. All it takes is less than a minute to get your lineup set. And if you love the NHL, but you love other sports too, you can also play daily fantasy NFL, NBA, MLB, and college football on Sleeper. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. And for our devoted everyday listeners, 
We've got another episode coming for you later today as we will rank the most important Minnesota Wild players in 2023. Uh, We'll take a look at the statistics for certain Wild players. We'll put them into a ranking um, and uh, we'll go probably top 10 because I don't want to go all the way to the bottom of the list where a particular Wild player would be sitting that I I think we know who I'm talking about. So keep an eye out for that. And then, of course, we'll have our mega preview of the weekend's games against the Winnipeg Jets coming up for you as well. So three episodes before Saturday's game drops coming up for you here on Locked on Wild. So we talked about some of the good things that we saw from this past season, uh, this past year, I should say. The emergence of Philip Gustafson, the emergence of Matt Boldy, Kirill Kaprizov's pursuit of 50 goals. But there were plenty of things that were not fun about uh, what we saw from the Minnesota Wild over the last calendar year. And let's go back to the swoon in January in which the Wild had stretches in January and February in which they just were not able to uh, consistently win. Had uh, three different three-game losing streaks in the span of the month of January and February, which included a uh, 6-5 to overtime loss to Buffalo on January 7th that kind of got things started, and then a 4-3 to shootout loss to the New York Rangers, followed that up by a horrendous trip to Florida in which the Wild lost to Carolina 5-2, to to Florida 5-3, to and Tampa Bay 4-2. to they beat Philadelphia and Buffalo, but then lost to Arizona 3-2, to Dallas 4-1, to and Vegas 5-1. to And it was at that point in which things kind of seemed like they were at a bit of a tipping point with the season, including after beating New Jersey 3-2 to in a shootout, losing to Florida 2-1, to and then Colorado 3-2. to That put the Wild at 28-21-5. and Obviously, they righted the ship. From there, to get themselves in position to make some trades at the trade deadline. But not only was there some losing skids at the beginning of 2023, but there also was a pretty critical injury that ended up preventing the Wild from moving on in the postseason. Jewel Erickson who broke his leg blocking a shot against the Pittsburgh Penguins, in one of the final games of the season, a 4-1 to loss back on April 6th that ended up putting him out of the postseason. He did try to return and played a total of 19 seconds in the postseason against the Dallas Stars, but it was an injury that the Wild never recovered from. And not only that, but you had the injury to Kirill Kaprizov that put him out of the lineup for about 20 games after Logan Stanley fell on top of him. And so those two injuries were uh, were those that the Wild just were not able to recover from, and it capital it catapulted into the postseason series against the Dallas Stars, which is a huge point of frustration and angst and anger and depression and all of the stages of grief for various Minnesota Wild fans, depending on kind of where you're at with it and. It's still contentious to talk about now, but the fact that the Wild lost a second consecutive postseason series for essentially the same reasons 
was a huge negative for this past season. And you look at what happened after that series, that really ended up being kind of the the filling of this Oreo that was the year 2023 because you have that postseason series in which a lot of people, myself included, were frustrated by the lack of adjustments and frustrated by the fact that the Wilds lost for essentially the same reasons to Dallas as they did to St. Louis. And you have that offseason in which the Wilds have just so many kind of weird comments in which Bill Guerin says he doesn't view the season as a failure. And the Wilds kind of go into run it back mode and say, you know, we just have to be better. And it led to a lot of head scratching at the extensions that were signed for Matt Zuccarello, Ryan Hartman, Marcus Foligno. And it led to a really slow start, like really, really slow start for the Wilds in this season, which still happened in this calendar year. It led to the incredibly slow start and it led to the eventual dismissal of Dean Evison as head coach. The Wild bottomed out after losing to Detroit to get themselves to 5-10-4 on the season. And at that point, Bill Guerin made the decision to move on from Dean Evison. And so you talk about some of the highs, but you also have to talk about some of the lows. And the performance of the team through the first 19 games of the season was abysmal. It featured Kirill Kaprizov not being able to really get himself going. Long, cold stretches from key Minnesota Wild players, including Matt Boldy. But not only Matt Boldy, guys like Marcus Johansson, who just struggled to score goals over those first 19 games of the season. Uh, The league's worst penalty kill. Goaltending in which neither Marc-Andre Fleury or Philip Gustafson could make a save to save their lives. And so part of the bad, part of the middle of this Oreo that is 2023. Part of the bad was just, I think, a situation in which this team kind of bottomed out and needed to make some big changes in order to try to get themselves back on track. And so they did. And that has led to substantially better play since the move was made. And now this wild team has uh, righted the ship and is trying to get themselves into postseason positioning. And so we will finish by talking about uh, how the Wilds got things back on track. And we will bookend the theme of emergence with two key pieces who have emerged here this season as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is incredibly easy to use, featuring a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. 
And if we look ahead to this weekend's games against the Winnipeg Jets, which will be massive games for the Minnesota Wilds, uh, one of my favorite things to look at for those types of uh, f- for any sort of sports betting is the anytime goal scorer. And there is no better choice right now than the likes of Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy, or hey, how about Marcus Johansson after his two goal game? against Detroit. Those are my favorite picks for goal scorers against the Winnipeg Jets because guess what? Kirill Kaprizov feasts on Winnipeg throughout his career. So those are my picks for anytime goal scorers in the weekend's games. And if you make those picks, I guarantee you're going to have a great time with FanDuel. Head to FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner, of the NFL. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. A reminder for the everydayers, we've got a couple of top 10 lists coming up for you to further recap the year. We'll have uh, top 10 most important Minnesota Wild players, and we'll probably throw in a top 10 games for you as well to uh, get you set for a big tilt coming up this weekend against the Winnipeg Jets on Saturday and Sunday. Don't worry, we'll have full pregame coverage for you coming up as well before the week is done. So make sure to t- uh, to keep tuned in for all of that as we uh, move through the rest of the week. So continuing our year in review, we've talked about some of the positive things. We talked about some emergence that we saw at the back half of last season, which was the front half of 2023. I hope that's not confusing because we're going calendar year here in 2023, which is going to encompass two different seasons. So we left off with bottoming out at 5-10-4, 19 games into the season. Dean Evason gets relieved of his duties. Bob Woods gets relieved of his duties. And the Wilds go to John Hines, former head coach of the New Jersey Devils, and former head coach of the Nashville Predators to try to right the ship. And guess what has happened? Minnesota Wild are 11 and 3. Uh, 11 and 4, I beg your pardon, under John Hines since he took over. They're 9 and 3 in the month of December with two games remaining in the year. And not only has Hines come in and just tweaked, I think, the mentality of this team and has gotten them playing their best hockey of the season by far. It's no coincidence that they are number one in points and near the top of the list in wins since John Hines took over because I think he has prioritized the right things for this team. It's no longer a team that tries to play the slow lumbering style and tries to force other teams to play in the muck, so to speak. He prioritized speed and decision-making for this team, which has led to them being able to play a more NHL style and not have to pull people down into the quicksand with them in order to win games. But we've also seen a couple of really key emergences in the back half of 2023, which have led to this team being able to continue their success that uh, they had in the back half of last season. And it's two youngsters. 
It's two players that we have talked about a ton here on Locked on Wild, and I honestly will never get tired of getting opportunities to discuss both of these players. The emergence of Brock Faber and the emergence of Marco Rossi. Now, these were two figures that we saw a little bit of. In the case of Brock Faber, we saw him in a couple of games down the stretch after his gopher season ended. Then he gets into the wild lineup. He plays in the postseason. And so we knew the talent was there. We knew he was going to be a force for this uh, Minnesota Wild team. But I don't think anybody knew the extent at which he was going to just take the NHL by storm. And you look at what Faber has done so far this season. He's averaging 24 minutes, 46 seconds of ice time uh, so far this year. He's on pace for a 40-point season as a rookie. Five goals, 35 assists, his current pace, and also uh, on pace to be a plus 27 in 82 games. He is 21. It's his first year in the NHL. And, you know, we brought this up when talking about the Calder Trophy race and some of the awards races that are going on throughout the NHL. The thing I think that is most impressive about what Brock Faber has done so far this season is he's done it with Jared Spurgeon and Jonas Brodeen out of the lineup. So it's not as though he's coming in as a rookie and his minutes are being kind of sheltered to allow him to get up to speed as a young player. He's playing top-line minutes every night. He's playing against the top players on the opponent. He's playing on the number one power play, number one penalty kill. He's playing 30 minutes a night most nights. He is the number one line of defense for a Minnesota Wild team that is desperate to win as many games as they can to get themselves back into the postseason conversation. And so it's one thing for a player to step in and be able to handle a particular role or roles as the team throws them to said player. It's another thing entirely to do what Brock Faber's done so far, which is to just own every moment he's on the ice. Every time he's on the ice, he makes some sort of a winning play that can be something as simple as just getting his stick on a puck to prevent a two-on-one, or as we've seen recently, being able to walk the blue line on the power play and turning that into a unit that is actually capable of scoring some goals recently. And so you've got Brock Faber's emergence, but you also have the emergence this season of Marco Rossi. And we saw Rossi in the front half of last season, but it really didn't work out. It was a combination of him not getting put into a uh, good enough role to succeed. And there were some nerves on his end, I think, as well. We saw him go down to Iowa, work on some things. And since the start of this season, he has been a completely different player. Second in the NHL amongst rookies in goals right now. And uh, he is second in points as well. He's on pace for 55 points, 27 goals, 27 assists. He's also on pace to be a plus 25 in his uh, first full season in the league at just 22 years old. And 
he just there's so much good that he does, but I think we cannot underestimate enough the adding weight to his frame that he did in the offseason, getting himself into a more physical shape to be able to succeed at the NHL level. And he is one of the guys, I think, one of the leaders on this team from a getting to the dirty areas of the net perspective. He he goes right up to the front of the net like Jewel Erickson Eck does. And Jewel Erickson Eck is substantially taller than Marco Rossi, but Rossi doesn't care. Rossi doesn't care to get his hands dirty. He's willing to roll up his sleeves and dive into the mess like everybody else on this team. And so I think those two emergences have been the biggest key to the back half of this 2023 year, leaving some optimism. There was optimism at the end of last season, once the Wilds got things rolling around the middle of February, that was dashed out by injuries and a loss to Dallas in the postseason. It bottomed out here this season at 5-10-4. The Wilds moved on from Dean Evason, and uh, they went to John Hines and were able to get themselves back on track to hopefully go somewhere deep uh, at the end of uh, the season in 2024. But the funny part about it is we don't know what 2024 has in store, but if we know anything about following this team and following Minnesota sports in general, uh, it is going to be uh, quite the ride to say the least uh, for the Minnesota wild. And for us following along every step of the way. So hope you enjoyed the 2023 year in review. There is a lot to get to, so there's a lot that I missed, I'm sure. What was your favorite moment of the year 2023? Let us know in the comments, and uh, we will shout out some of the uh, the most interesting comments here uh, as we get ourselves closer to the end of the week. Also, make sure the Sports Podcast Awards voting still going on. We're still trying to crown Lockdown Wild as the best hockey podcast for the 2024 awards. Uh, link is in the description for how to vote if you haven't already. Tell your friends. Let's uh, see if we can get Lockdown Wild up to the top of the charts for the Sports Podcast Awards for 2024. Also, make sure to subscribe if you have not already. We will continue to keep you up to date on all things Minnesota Wild as we count down to the end of 2023 and flip the page to 2024. So stick with us through the rest of the season. We will keep you covered. Locked on Wild has new episodes for you every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.